إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا إنه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار يقول الله تبارك وتعالى في كتابه الكريم تلك الدار الآخرة نجعلها للذين لا يريدون علوا في الأرض ولا فسادا والعاقبة للمتقين تلك الدار الآخرة نجعلها للذين لا يريدون علوا في الأرض ولا فسادا والعاقبة للمتقين جاءت هذه الآية تعقيبا على قصة قارون ورد على من فتن بما آتاه الله عز وجل من مال ونعيم وجاه وسلطان ثم دعاه ذلك إلى الكفر والفساد والعصيان فكانت عاقبته أن خسف الله به وبداره الأرض فأصبح من الخاسرين فبين الله جل وعلا أن الدار الآخرة لا يسكنها المتكبرون بل أعدها الله عز وجل لعباده المؤمنين المتواضعين الذين لا يريدون ترفعا على الخلق ولا تعاظما عليهم The respected brothers and sisters in Islam In Surah Al-Qasas, at the end of Surah Al-Qasas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says That home of the hereafter That home of the hereafter That home of the hereafter, we do not assign it to those who desire exaltedness upon the earth, nor corruption. And the good end is for the righteous people. The good end is for the righteous people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the home of the hereafter is not made for those who desire exaltedness upon the earth, ulu, takabbur, 
nor corruption, mischief in the land, and indeed the good end is for the righteous people. This ayah, this beautiful ayah, came after the story of Qarun in Surah Al-Qasas. Right at the end when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about Qarun, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finished and ended it with this ayah. The home of the hereafter is not made for those types of people who desire exaltedness upon the earth, nor fasad. And the good end is for the righteous people. And as we all know that Qarun was from the people of Musa alayhi salam. Not only from the people of Musa, but he was the, 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 he was the cousin of Musa alayhi salam. Many people do not know this. Qarun was the cousin of Musa alayhi salam. So in order for us to understand the ayah that I started with, we have to go and touch upon the, the, the incident and the story that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an. Subhanallah, it's a very important to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the Qur'an mentions a number of individuals. A number of people. Some of them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about them more in the Quran. And some of them not as much. And one of the people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about in the Quran. From the nation of Musa alayhi salam. A man named Qarun. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned him by name. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even doesn't mention the person's name in the Quran. He mentions the story, but he doesn't mention the name. He does not mention the place where that person lived. And sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you more details. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose that man. And he made it part of his Quran. Why? Because in the story of Karun, Karun is one person. Is not a nation, it's only one person, one individual who existed at the time of Musa alayhi salam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, the, the lesson that Allah wanted to give us is the advice that was given to Qarun by his own people. The advice that was given to Qarun by his own people. That advice was so powerful, was so deep, comprehensive, valuable, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to make mention of it in the Qur'an. To mention it in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it part of the final message to humanity. Imagine how many people have been there since Adam alayhi salam. Imagine how many fathers giving advices to their sons from the time of Adam alayhi salam until judgment day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose the advice of Luqman to his son. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose the advice of the people of Qarun. And he subhanahu wa ta'ala included it in his book. Included it in his book. Those people and those individuals that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about in the Qur'an are not just the people who came and they died. No. Because when people hear you talk about the story of Qarun, they might tell you, this is irrelevant. 
give us something that happened in the 21st century. Karun is a man who came thousands of years ago. And they think that it has nothing to do with them. Or the stories of the Quran do not address their issues and problems. And this is a common mistake among so many people. So these people are not just the people who came and they died. Those people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, those nations had a disease. And their disease lives on until judgment day. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described their virus in the Quran. So when we read about it, when we think about it, when, when we recite it, you will say, I better not be infected with this virus. I do not want it for myself. I do not want it for my kids. And if I get it, what should I do to get it out of my system? So every single story in the Quran is a living text. Is a living text. It could happen to me. It could happen to you. It could be my story, your story, your friend's story, your neighbor's story, your children's story, or somebody else's story. They are so relevant to each and every one of us. And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also has mentioned in the Quran, that means something must be repeated over and over again. Must be repeated over and over again. And that's why in some places in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a very limited information. Very limited information. A handful of things. And sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives more information. And the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving us in the story are the things that are going to repeat themselves throughout history. And this is the point Allah says in the Quran, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ Indeed, in their stories, there is a lesson for people of understanding. Those who have sound minds, in their stories are lessons for each and every one of us. And for that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala included some of them in the Quran. And one of them was the story of Qarun. There are some other names that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say anything about them whatsoever. Like Haman, the minister of Fir'aun. What did Allah mention about him in the Quran other than his name? Only his name. So why Qarun? A page and a half in the Quran is dedicated to Qarun. A page and a half. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ قَارُونَ كَانَ مِنْ قَوْمِ مُوسَى فَبَغَى عَلَيْهِمْ Qarun was of Moses' people. Was from the nation of Musa alayhi salam. Not only that, but he was the cousin of Musa. And Allah says, فَبَغَى عَلَيْهِمْ He was a criminal against them. He behaved arrogantly towards them. And as we all know, just to give you some ideas, so we connect things together. You all know that Banu Israel are the people of Musa alayhi salam. Right? The people of Musa alayhi salam. And they were living under the Egyptian empire of the Pharaoh, Fir'aun. They were slaves. 
And they were the Muslims of that time. All Bani Israel, the people of Musa alayhi salam, were Muslims at that time. But they used to work for Pharaoh and his people. And then their number was growing day by day because they, they, they have kids, they have children. And there was a fear. There was a fear that they might start uniting and maybe planning a revolt against their master, Pharaoh. So one of the ways that Pharaoh used to keep them under control, to make sure that nothing will take place, no revolution, those people will not protest against him, because for how long can you keep people slaves? Eventually they will, they will organize, they will fight for their own freedoms, and what, that was Pharaoh's fear. So for him to make sure that things were stable, he planted some people, planted them. People within the Israelites, people from that community, he paid them good money, he paid them a lot of money, for them to be spy on their people. Listen carefully because this is very important. Karun was from the people of Musa alayhi salam. Was from the people of Musa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the very beginning is not talking about the disbeliever. He was talking about a man who used to be a Muslim. A believer from the followers of Musa alayhi salam. But that man it shows he chose to sell his own people. He chose to spy on them for the sake of money. And he became one of the people of Pharaoh. He became one of the people of Pharaoh. Pharaoh gave him a lot of money. Imagine that people are living in, in, in tents, in camps, like a refugee camp. And that man got a mansion. And people, that's it. Of course, it will attract the attention of each and every one. Subhanallah. And this is, by the way, something that is happening every single day. There are lots of uh, oppressing regimes. They have people planted to keep track. Not only oppressive regimes, but even in the masajid. In so many masajid. Whether in the U.S., Europe, everywhere, there are some people are planted in the masajid to keep an eye on Muslims. And subhanallah, to be honest, we have nothing to hide. Let's be We have nothing to hide. The message is so clear. But there are some people it chose to sell their own people, to spy on their own brothers and sisters. It chose to put them in trouble simply for the sake of money, and Karun was one of them. Karun, Pharaoh chose him. Pharaoh chose him. That man looks a materialistic person, let me use him. I'll give you that much money, but I want you to tell me every single thing, every step that takes place inside the camp. And Karun accepted it. To the point, subhanallah, the Quran is so great. The Quran described, Allah says, He was from the people of Musa alayhi salam. A group of people, 
a group of strong men will be struggling to carry the keys for his treasures. Only the keys. Imagine how many keys were there. Not, of course, like our keys. The keys used to be big and heavy. But imagine you bring a group of strong men and they are struggling to carry the keys of this treasure. Allah is not talking about what is inside the treasures. Allah is not talking about the money or the gold and silver. The keys. You bring a group of men. Usbah. And the word Usbah is from 10 to 40 in Arabic. 10 to 40. You bring them to carry the keys and they will be struggling to carry them. Subhan, this is how much he had. And now the point that this is just a, like an introduction to the, to the khutbah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recorded five golden pieces of advice. Five golden pieces of advice were given to Qarun by his people, not from Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thought it fit. Allah found it so valuable, so powerful, he included it in the Quran and it became part of the Quran and it will be recited until judgment day. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? What are these? So first I'm going to give you the translation and then inshallah ta'ala will take them one by one. Which a group of people who meant well for Pharaoh, for Karun, not everybody. A group of righteous people. They were so sincere. They were so loyal to their faith and to Allah Azza wa Jal. They said, La tafrah. Inna Allaha la yuhibbul farihin. It's number one. The translation is very poor, but I'm gonna just put it as it is for now. Do not be happy for Allah does not like those who are happy can you imagine that do not be happy for Allah does not like those who are happy this is very poor translation and makes no sense in the first place because you see somebody is happy and enjoying his life and you tell him hey Allah says la tafrah inna Allah la yuhibbul farihin Allah doesn't like that no that's not the point but just I'm giving you the meaning. So لا تفرح إن الله لا يحب الفرحين. What is number two? وبتغي فيما آتاك الله الدار الآخرة. Seek with that which Allah has given you. Seek with that which Allah has given you. Everything has been given to you by Allah عز وجل. Seek with it the home of the hereafter. Beautiful. وبتغي فيما آتاك الله الدار الآخرة. Number two, three. وَلَا تَنْسَ نَصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا Do not forget your portion in this life. Don't forget your portion in this life. Your legal entertainment. Do not forget it. Have a good life. You still can be a religious person and have a good life. And religion is not supposed to make your life miserable in the first place. If you are a religious person, you must be one of the happiest people on the face of this earth. And I will talk about this in details. Number four. Do good. As Allah has been doing good or Allah has been good to you, then do good. 
Do not cause fasad in the land. Do not cause mischief in the land. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like the mischief makers. Allah loves the peacemakers, but Allah does not like the people of fasad. Wallahu la yuhibbul fasad. So beautiful, subhanAllah. Five golden pieces of advice. And they are so relevant. Because you might think, let me tell you something, the respected brothers and sisters. Qarun is gone. Thousands of years ago, Qarun is gone, right? But the Muslim Ummah is flooded with many Qaruns. The Muslim Ummah is flooded with many Qaruns. Not many Qaruns, they have the mentality of Qarun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about what was going on in his head, inside. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disclosed it to us. So is number one is قَالَ لَهُ قَوْمُهُ لَا تَفْرَحْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْفَرِحِينَ Farah, what is farah? Farah is different than sa'ada, is different than surur. Farah in Arabic is to be overjoyed with laughter, overly excited, overly entertained. This is the meaning of farah. Farah is a temporary enjoyment. Temporary enjoyment. You're only happy because you have this right now. Once you lose it, your farah is gone. Very limited period of time. You're only happy as long as you have it. Once you lose it, your farah is gone. It's vanished. It's no longer there. So his people says, La tafrah. Why they said this to him? Because Karun every single day used to come out before his people and display before them the best of his wealth. Everything just walking proudly, boastfully in front of his people, showing them this is the kind of life that I have. This is the fun that I'm having. How great my life is. How happy you are. This is what, doing it every single day. And then a group of sincere people says, لا تفرح إن الله لا يحب الفرحين Don't be overjoyed with these things. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about a group of people that run from one event to another event, from one high to another high, from one episode to another episode, from one party to another party, from one video game to another video game, from one movie to another movie. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, this is not life. And this is what, not what life is all about. This is not what life is all about. There is something more important than this. Something bigger than this. You have a purpose in life. You have a mission in life. This is not the type of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you for. And those people subhanallah who go from one event to another event. From one party to another party. From one episode to another episode. And this is their life. You look at it subhanallah. They're running away from their sadness. It's remarkable how many wealthy people. Well-off people, famous, looked up to, 
people from the Hollywood, people from music industry. They are so miserable from inside. But you look at them from the outside and you think, man, this man got everything that a person could want. From the outside, they look so great. But from the inside, most of them are empty. If you were to interview them, if you were to meet with them, if you were to ask them, and if they were to be honest with you, there is a hole inside. There is an empty spot inside. And nothing will fill it except your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter what you have. That's why for probably some of you know this. Back in 90s, statistics say that one of the wealthiest counties in the entire country, and many of you know this, Orange County in California, one of the wealthiest counties in the entire country, has the highest suicide rate. Wealthy people are committing suicide. In 90s, you can Google it and you will see. Because there is a void inside. There is a void inside. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, لا تفرح إن الله لا يحب الفريحين This is not the type of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for you. You still can have fun. Having fun is good. Having good things is good. It's not condemned, but the extreme of it, going overboard, showing off, this is where the problem comes from. This is where the problem comes from. This is the type of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala criticized in the Quran. This is the type of life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates in the Quran. Then they continue to say, وَبِتَغِ فِي مَا آتَاكَ اللَّهُ الدَّارَ الْآخِرَةِ وَلَا تَنْسَ نَصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا look, look at the beautiful connection. Seek with that which Allah has bestowed upon you. Every ni'mah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Every blessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Do not use it against Allah. Use it for the sake of Allah. Use it for the hereafter. While doing that, do not forget your portion in this life. Have a good life. Dunya and akhirah are not inseparable. You cannot separate them from each other. Actually, you cannot have akhirah without dunya. You can't have a good life in the hereafter without having dunya in the first place. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, be careful. Use every blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you in this life. Use it for the hereafter. It's a kind of double investment. Double investment. You go to work, not simply because you pay your bills and expenses, but also you go to work so you can provide for your family. You can have, have, make, have them, make them happy. And then at the same time, you look, subhanAllah, you're having a good life. You're making money, but at the same time, your work is an act of worship because this is not simply for the matter of getting money, but for the matter of or for the sake of raising my kids and taking care of them and fulfilling their needs. Allah says, Allah a lot of people think once you become religious, then that's it. You will have the toughest life. People think that Islam is restricting them. 
is limiting their freedoms. You can't be happy anymore. I can't be happy anymore if I become uh, religious. This is wrong. The new Islam is different than Allah's Islam. Your Islam is different than the Prophet's Islam. You have come up with completely different Islam. Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated the religion that Allah has chosen for people must make you the happiest person on the face of this earth. The day you feel that I'm not happy because of my religion, then you're not practicing Islam in the proper way. A lot of people have this. Why? That's why many people run away from Islam, thinking that Islam is tighten me. I cannot do anything. I want to party, but it's a haram. I want to drink, it's a haram. I want to have fun, it's a haram. And that's why they think that Islam. Yes, of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make things haram. If you want your life to turn into a heaven, into Jannah, then you will have no interest in the first place in the hereafter. You will have no interest. You will have no desire. If you want everything here, then what is the purpose of Jannah in the first place? Definitely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make things haram and will make things forbidden. But those things, you will have them later on. Look how many drinks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made halal. How many types of food Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made halal. How many halal fun Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made halal. And from all types of juice, water, tea, coffee, orange juice, mango juice, everything, he chose one and he said, stay away from that. Shaitan comes and says, no. Happiness only will come if you have this. This is one of the tricks of Shaitan. Thousands of types of juices are over there on the shelf. But no, happiness will come from this. Happiness will come from this haram fun. And that's the point. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ibitaghi fi ma ataka Allahu al-dara al-akhirah wa la tansa nasibaka min al-dunya. Have a good life. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to dress well, used to eat well, used to smell good. Nothing wrong with that. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you, Allah likes to see the effects of his blessings upon you. Inna Allah yuhibbu an yara athara ni'matihi ala abdi. But be careful. Don't go too far. Do not go too far. Because this life is very short. Let's say you have the best of the best. The best of the best. You have a great savings. You have a great education. You have a beautiful house. A great social status. How long do you have it? How long do you have it before it's gone? And if it's not gone, you will be gone. Whether you go first or it will go first. If this is the case, you will leave it or it will leave you. Then use it to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Simple as this. Simple math. One plus one is two. Simple math. Use your talents. Use your skills. Use your uh, uh, potential, everything Allah has given you, not only money. Use it to build your home in the hereafter. While doing that, do not forget your portion in this life.
أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهداه يقول الله تبارك وتعالى تلك الدار الآخرة نجعلها للذين لا يريدون علوا في الأرض ولا فسادا والعاقبة للمتقين So inshallah in the next Friday we'll talk about how to do ihsan do good as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been good to you ولا تبغي الفساد في الأرض do not make fasad in the land and how Qarun made fasad in the land how did he do that then we'll talk about this inshallah ta'ala in the next خطبة بإذن الله عز وجل نسأل الله لنا ولكم التوفيق والسداد والإخلاص في القول والعمل اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها زكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليه ومولاها اللهم عافنا وعف عنا اللهم عافنا وعف عنا اللهم اجعلنا ممن يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنا وأقم الصلاة